welcome to The Camp Guys, a show where we talk about the ins and outs of camp ministry. I'm Nate Flowers. Each episode, we'll take a look at prominent camp problems we face and how we deal with them. Let's jump right in to today's episode. Hey guys, everybody, welcome to the Camp Guys podcast. We're back at it again today. Myself, Jay Oliver, and Nate Flowers are here on the microphone. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that I love and Nate probably doesn't care much about because he's more into graphics and creative side of things, Um, but capital improvement. So it's this time of the year where everybody is churning trying to get ready for the new season of camp ministry, retreat ministry that's probably still going on right now. So this is kind of how today's podcast is going to work. We're going to just break down three questions that Nate has that we've kind of come up together and just kind of answer those. But before we get into that, you guys got to understand that many of your camps of the people that are listening today have already made incredible strides in capital improvements. Uh, So why are we, the camp guys, talking about capital improvements? It's because we want to give out some ideas that were a resource to us whenever we were under an incredible time constraint um, and a very, very low budget. So back in history, uh, 2014, uh, November was, was when we first officially got the property that we have. We had seven months to make a facility that was non-operable into an operable student camp for about 2,500 kids the first summer, guaranteed. So cabins were uh, screens from four feet up. Nothing was in code. Uh, everything had to be permitted. Everything had to be heated, aired, ripped out, restudded, everything uh, so whenever you're talking about capital improvements, you want to do a lot, but you don't have you know a lot of resources. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So everybody get your pen and your pad out and get ready uh, because we're about to lock down three inqu- three great questions about capital improvements. Yeah. So we got three questions. So I will say the first one is really going to change how you think about the word capital improvements. This is just improving on what God has given you. That's all we're focusing on today with these three questions. A lot of people think about big buildings, big budgets. We're talking about how do you make the best of what you've got? Yeah. First question. That's good right there, right, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. How can you improve your facilities with no money? Okay, no money. So this is taking me back in time. I don't know if it's a good thing or not because they were... Do you have PTSD? Yeah, I really do. I mean, it's it's bad, man. I mean, we had no money. People do not understand we had no money. Literally, we bounced $125 staff camp, uh, staff uh, summer staff checks the first summer. We had, we put every dime we had into this building. So if you have no money at all, what steps should you take for improvement? I wrote down a couple. Number one, personal touch. I remember before everything even happened here at the camp, we had a missions group come, 
and we had nowhere for them to stay. So we decided there was a house here at the camp that we turned into our offices. So that night, where when they were spending the night, we took I personally took mattresses into the office and put them on the floor for this group, cleaned as well as I could, did whatever, but I stayed with them until the lights were out. And when you when you have a facility that you're trying to make great, but you do not have any money, it sometimes a, a personal touch is way better than just a really nice facility. It'd go a, a extremely long way. Um, the next one is precision, as in clean your tail off, clean it. every crack, every 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 bed was lifted, every mattress. We had to really be great stewards. And I believe that if you're faithful with a small, God's going to give you the big. So if you have a, a lodging area or something, you have no money, but you want to make it great, then show how to make it great by you taking the very best care uh, out of that facility as possible. So don't tell me your ministry can't grow when you don't have any money because ours did. Uh, you know, we had very limited resources, but we had a heart that was so try so I'm going to say the word big uh, for the ministry in which we were getting into, man, it didn't matter. You know, if a group was coming, we were uh, lift every, every part of the cabin, clean, clean the windows, sweep again, mop it, uh, do whatever it took to make it great. And people, uh, that's contagious. People appreciate like coming in and seeing that you care. Yeah. yeah. Even if you don't have the money to go install a completely new facility, People appreciate that you came in right before them and you cleaned where they're going to lay their head every single night. Yeah, your execution will define you. Your execution will define you. And our execution here was <laughs> let's, let's treat it like it's gold and let's do the very best that we can do. And, man, we blew it up. You know, back in the day, um, our worship building was a tent. You know, yeah, people see this and they're like, man, wow. Well, let me show you this. You know, we were in a tent with floods and hurricanes and, and, and tsamis and all this other stuff, you know, was happening. Birds, lizards, crawling, crawling spiders, moths at I nighttime. I remember a, a raccoon on my uh, sound console. Uh, exactly. On a $3,000 sound console. You know, I mean, it's crazy to think about it, but even... Even we took a tent to the highest level we could take it. And when you don't have money, you I believe that God blesses a great steward. And whenever you're taking care of what you have, God will will seem God always seemed to give us more because we was taking care of what we had. I remember in the tent for hours. I mean, our if you combine man hours for that summer, yeah. we probably spent two hundred to three hundred hours that summer just pushing rainwater yeah. out of the tent. Shot vacs, Shot vacs squeegees, push brooms, because we didn't have enough squeegees, because we didn't have any money to buy any squeegees. I mean, it was everything that we could do. And I think us taking care of that was what opened the door for some of our partners to make a big, what you would call traditional capital improvement, a big building on a yeah. facility somewhere. It was. And because of all those steel squeegees and shot vacs, kids still came to know Jesus. You know, it didn't matter how fancy our building was, but God honored uh, our, our execution. And if you talk to any of our partners, people that come to our camps or do retreats with us four years in a row, and you say define our execution, they, they will define us as, I believe, top-notch 
uh, very detailed camp guys that are we pay attention to the details. And um, from our cleaning staff to our guest services to whatever it might be here, we pay attention to the details. And I think I think that's where it starts, you know, when you're saying, hey, can, how can I improve my facilities? But you haven't been in your facilities. You know, you never take the walk around. You know, you, you don't know what you got. You just rely on that woman who cleans the facility to do it, and you never walk in there. Well, don't ask me how to improve your facilities when you haven't been in your facilities. You gotta, you gotta take that walk about, and um, you gotta make that list, and then make it your goal and execute that list to get it done. There's a way to do everything without any money. There's a way to do things with money, but there's a way to do everything without money as well. If there's a will, there's a way to get it done. Okay, so now we've uh, talked about no money. Let's let's graduate. So we, we, we're a little bit, you know, we were faithful, we executed strong, we had no money now. So let's talk about when you have a little bit of money okay. and le- small money leads to what? Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. So, um, we got through, uh, maybe two seasons of camp, saw a little increase, um, started hiring some key staff people, um, one thing never changed. It starts from the ground up. It's always about um, making sure a facility is clean and tight. Um, we have been so fortunate to go through several housekeeping people until we finally found the right one uh, that is absolutely flat out killing it when it comes to cleanliness. But when you have a little bit of money, you still have to start from the ground up. It's all about and almost everything you do is all about your foundation. You know, if you're letting buildings go away because they're not clean and their Gatorade bottles laying up under the, the the bunk beds, that is not a good foundation to start. So it's still got to be from the ground up. But then the next thing, I think, when I when we got a little bit of money, we made improvements um, in housekeeping, but also we made improvements on beds. Uh, you know, we, we took out $47,000 and bought beds our first year. And with that investment there, um, the lodging area seems to be the most critical part of uh, capital improvements that always has to stay nice and intact, you know, tactful, because that's where people are laying their heads down. That's when they're, you know, where they're thinking. So if I had a little bit of money, uh, the number three thing I wrote down was paint. You know, we took 40-year-old buildings and slapped one coat of paint on them. If you choose the right color, that that one coat of paint will go a extremely long ways. There's camps, you know, around the nation, you know, that hadn't had a coat of paint in, in 10, 15 years. You know, and to me, you know, one trip to Lowe's and spending 50 bucks when I have a little bit of money, I'm going to paint something, you know, because paint will, you know, um, last the longest. You don't have any labor cost in it, and you can go and do it yourself and kill it. So it goes back to if you got a little bit of money, hopefully you got a little bit of, to, you know, of, of zeal to you, you know, a passion that, hey, I want to make this better. Now, how can I make it better? Well, number one, start from the ground up and clean it. Number two, make sure your beds are in line. And number three, go buy some paint. And that right there will uh, go to a whole nother level when it comes to capital improving. Uh, I think I think, I think we're going to talk about this in another podcast, but I think that lodging is one of the biggest critical places. Uh, even when we had seven months to get this thing operable, our, our focus was lodging first. 
We had to have lodging down. And once you have lodging down, then you can go to the next place. So if you're saying, hey, well, our lodging is mediocre. It's okay. I'm just going to leave it the way it is. I would say back up and, and tru- trust what I'm saying, that lodging is what makes people you know, come back the next day. Food, even food is negotiable because you can call in a bunch of pizzas if you want to on that Friday night and it's a win. You, know, you can move your, example, you can move your whole entire dining hall outside and it's still a win. Yeah. You know, you, so it, it's a little, little bit of um, a flexibility there with food, but lodging, my pillow it, is not touching that mattress. It is gross. That's where uh, the rubber hits the road right there. Okay, so the third question we've got is uh, how do you prioritize what is important for you to tackle? Well, how do you make your priority list, either with no money or a little money or a lot of money? How do you prioritize your improvements you're making? Okay, so we got a building here at our camp called Cabin 16. It's way out in the boondocks. And our goal is to find more bed space in our current facilities so that we do not have to use 16 because it's out in the middle of nowhere on a 50-acre camp. So it's hard for kids kids camp to go out there. It's hard for students because they feel isolated and alone, and it's just not excellence. And we want everything to be excellent. So number one priority is lodging. Just like I just said, it impacts the total mental attitude of somebody attending your camp. Number two, dining, which can be adjusted. We just talked about that. And food quality is all based on opinions anyway. Uh, You like pizza, I like cheeseburgers. You know, you hate cheeseburgers, I hate pizza. You know, it's all based on opinions anyway. Worship um, can be successful if you're casting the right vision. So it really doesn't matter if you have your worship area in your dining hall. If you as the leader of the camp is casting the right vision, and, and, and everybody's following your vision, that's going to be successful too because once God gets a hold of everybody, you know, at camp, it's all, it's great anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. I think one of, one of my priorities, and for example, a lot of camps who's been around for 30 or 40 years, they have high ropes. You know, it's hundred sixty to $100,000 worth of high rope stuff. Well, that's not in our priority list. Why? Because I think rec, recreational space is so... Um, unpredictable and it can be used whether it be on a rec uh, recreation field or uh in 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 an indoor space again that's about vision casting as well so i would say my priorities uh list would be lodging first dining worship space and then rec uh space after that uh your eye for your facilities will um ultimately um predict the outcome for what your guests are going to experience uh, while they come there. So my advice to anybody that as, that's really looking for a lot of capital improvements is just to be patient. Um, we we went in with uh, our regular hardwood floors in our cabins, then come, came back and replaced it with uh, nice luxury vinyl planking uh, because it never seemed like the floors were clean. But that took time. You know, nobody's gotten a million-dollar check here that's listening to this podcast and saying, hey, I'm going to go blow it all in one day. We just don't have that. So be patient. Be involved. A lot of things we do at Crowder's Ridge, we, we do it all in-house, uh, it, from grass cutting, from blowing leaves off, whatever, uh, to riding around on RTV trying to help guests. I mean, we, we pretty much do it. Cast vision. Uh, if you don't have vision, then find some, somebody you can gravitate to and uh, 
create a create an incredible way, uh, exciting way to raise money. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of our podcasts will be about fundraising, uh, but finding a what what everybody else is doing does that doesn't mean that's what you do. Uh, you know, God's got a specific call for all of us, and when you find an exciting way way to raise money, it helps capital improvements go by quicker as you're being patient, and that's what's happened for us. Um, and we we've had every month we schedule deposits into our 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 um, facilities, and we see that we're you know that account building up with our clientele. They see that we're doing and making changes, and to me, that's that's pretty priceless. I think you made a good point about at the very end. Sometimes knowing what capital improvements to take on and what people really care about, you have to be listening to the people that are coming to your camp. Yeah. So you need to have a conversation with those groups that are coming and saying, "Hey, you know, what what do you care about the most?" Yeah. Now, there's a lot of things that are very opinion based, but I think you take everything with a grain of salt. But at the same time, we wouldn't know what people really care about unless we heard them and we were listening. One of the best little spies ever is your own kids. And when my kids come to camp, I do my best to get every piece of information I can out of them. So what would would you do if you had paneling? That's a great question. Um, what would you do if you had just paneling walls? Well, this is what I would do. I'd go buy me a gallon of paint, and I'd buy me a two-by-four, and I would rip the two-by-four into quarter-inch batten strips. I would paint the wall, and then I would make it look like board and batten, and then I would be done with it. And you just revolutionized a paneling wall uh, that so many camps have. Um, But you could take something that was 1970s, and immediately change it uh, to where... Farmhouse chic. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we're praying for you guys. We hope that you found a nugget in this podcast on capital improvements. Just remember, be patient, uh, be involved, cast vision. If you don't have vision, find somebody's vision that you're gravitating to and become the very best that you can. So we're just trying to be a resource that we always needed, so we pray that this can be a resource for you. God bless you. so much for listening. If you've been impacted by what you're hearing on this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe to this channel and to share this podcast on your favorite social media platform. By sharing this message with others, we can extend our ministry impact and change more lives for the kingdom of God. If you have questions you'd like for us to answer on a future episode, you can email podcast at crowdersridge.com or you can visit crowdersridge.com slash podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.